there, Skip. Now what in tarnation are you doing up there on that ladder? Oh, uh, can it, Biff? Don't be such a wet egg. Now wait just a belly aching minute, Skip. Is that a paintbrush in your hand? You bet your bottom dollar. I told me to paint this chicken coop, and it's taking forever and a day. You're all hot and no cattle, Skip. Paul's gonna be itching for a switching if he gets home from the quarry and you ain't done painting that coop. And how? Now listen here, Skip. I got a trick that'll really razz your berries. The Pretty in Paint School. The what? Pretty in Paint School. It's all up there on that internet thing they got over in Roswell. You can learn things like, how do I paint hard to reach places? Like a chicken coop. That's right, Skip. You can also learn how to paint cabinets and how to do straight cut lines. I'd have it made in the shade. But a school like this? That's gotta cost a lot of clams, no? Go for a swim, Tuna Head. There's no charge. You just have to hightail it over to prettyandpaintschool.com where hip cat Tila will teach you to paint like a pro. No matter if you were a small fry or a tadpole, everyone is welcome. So guys, gals, and all other pals, we'll see you over at prettyandpaintschool.com. You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out Pretty and Paint. Today. Buddy, six set tonight. You guys killed it. Joe, buddy, eh? you guys sounded tight as balls tonight. You killed it too. <laughs> Super nice that you invited me out here for a moonlight stroll as well. Um, is that rose that you're holding for me? You know it, bro. It's a small thank you for all the hard work you've been putting into the podcast these last few months. Oh man, the pleasure's been all mine. It's been a great time co-hosting it with you. However, I do have some ideas, like. Having one or two guests per episode is great and all, but what if we did an episode with a bunch of guests on one show? Guests? You want more guests? How's about I give you more fucking lumps upside your head then, huh? How about that? There you go, bud. Why don't you have a nice little nap there on the ground and we can talk about your ideas when you wake up. (laughs) What's up, everybody? You are listening to Denim Radio. This is episode number 28, and I'm here with my co-host, Josh. Hi, Josh. Hello, Ty. How are you? Hey, yes, I'm doing I'm doing good. How are you tonight? I'm good, man. I'm good. Happy cool. to be here. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, we've got a cavalcade of guests for you tonight, listeners. 
So we're going to go ahead and roll into the first one. So based in Ramouski, Quebec, he is the owner of Wrecking Crew Records. He's someone that you may not know yet, but that's about to change. Welcome to the show, Mr. John Page. Hi, guys. What's up? Hey, not too much. Not too much. Just uh, kicking it off. You're our first guest tonight. Um, how are, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, I just finished work uh, like a couple, well, like an hour ago. So I'm just sitting out before talking to you guys. <laughs> yes, and you are indeed in Ramouski, Quebec, right? Uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not in Ramouski anymore, but I'm uh, like uh, one hour uh, close to Quebec City. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. What's going What's going on there tonight? It's a Monday night. You just got off of work. What's uh, What's happening in your town tonight? Uh, well, uh, not much. It was uh, pretty quiet. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, pretty slow uh, at at work. I'm uh, I'm uh, well. I work in the kitchen uh, as chef, so uh, yeah, it was pretty slow tonight as on Monday. I hear you. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, you are the owner of Wrecking Crew Records. So uh, yeah. for anybody that has not heard of Wrecking Crew, could you tell us a bit about yourself and? Uh, and uh, your background in Wrecking Crew Records. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, um, I'm John Page. I'm 37 years old. And uh, yeah, I'm from Quebec City. I've been uh, always passionate by music. And uh, my first job, as, as I said, when I was like a young guy, I said, like, one day I'm going to produce some record. And so, yeah, I... I did it at uh, in 2021, and uh, still going since. No, like the Wrecking Crew record only do a vinyl and tape, uh, and uh, keeping it uh, DIY, old school stuff, and uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty straightforward. Nice, yeah, and uh, I remember early in the days of my band, Let's Go, in 2018 when we started. Uh, you helped us promote one of our releases and do some distribution yeah. for it there. The Double Creature Feature EP. It's probably still yeah. on. Uh, it's probably still somewhere up there. But uh, what what was your experience like starting your record label? Like I know you said you wanted to start one ever since you were young, and uh, when you yeah. actually started it, what did you find out about what it's like? Well, like I I had a a mu like a a production company. Like I, I booked gig uh, during five years in Quebec City uh, for a bar uh, called La Source de la Martinière. And uh, like at, at that point, I, I made some like contact and uh, in music business, I've worked on like a big production uh, company too on like uh, arena arena show and a music festival and all kind of other festival. And um, just like the, the project of the, of the record label, like uh, was always in, in my mind at that point. But um, like just uh, after uh, COVID, like it just uh, took uh, more place and uh, it, came, it came to life uh, again in 2021. Cool. So, how did that feel when you finally put out your first vinyl? Oh yeah, I was like pretty, uh, pretty happy, like to see the my business lo logo on a on a record and on a on a vinyl and on a cassettes. 
and I was pretty proud of, about it. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, we respect the uh, the old record startups and the DIY ethic. So yeah, so good for you then. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, we need more more people that are passionate about music, working yeah, with music sure. and promoting music. Totally sure. Um, I noticed that uh, at one point you started your own club, your own venue that was called yeah. Underground Ramuski. And yeah. I, I was wondering if you would just uh, maybe tell the story of the venue and uh, maybe start by telling us what the size of the Ramuski, what kind of city it is, the size of the city or who, who lives there kind of thing. Sidney Crosby was there, wasn't he? <laughs> For a few years. <laughs> yeah at some point like yeah a few few years back yeah before uh joining the penguins yeah, yeah he was uh he was in the Musky when he played in the lh uh, jmq yeah and uh yeah uh Musky is like a fifty-five thousand people uh city it's uh it's a seaside uh city uh, it's kind of active because there's a university and there's a, a CEGEP. And um, so, like, the crowd change and stay young. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a metal uh, city, uh, old, like, old metal city. And uh, it's pretty um, hard to... to to find uh, like to to go um, get people like if if they don't know who's playing it's pretty hard so yeah and uh, I, I started the underground Rimouski. it was a 200 capacity uh, DIY punk ethic venue uh, run by volunteer uh, and uh, I did a year and a half I survived a year and a half. And uh, it was pretty, pretty great. It was uh, BYOB, bring your own booze. It was all age. That sounds There amazing. was no curfew. It was like the people was, were, were doing the, the art on the wall. So like every wall was, was white. And uh, I just put a, a big box of Sharpie, all size. And people were drawing on 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 those walls. Uh, had a pretty nice uh, green room for bands. Uh, the band were able to sleep in the venue, like to not nice. be able to not be uh, had had to uh, to take a hotel room or uh, a place to stay. So they they could sleep at the venue. So it was pretty. Uh, Pretty great, I think. Yeah, that does sound. Uh, that does sound pretty awesome. You know, our town, our town needs something like that. Uh, you yeah. know, fifty-five thousand people. That's not a huge town, right? So it's got to no. be a lot of work put in from the volunteers. Yeah. And you I know. had like pretty, pretty great, great name like uh, Daglo Abortion, uh, Gob, Ten Football, and uh, Scar Sound Systems. I had Get Dead, came played. Uh, the, the TV Dead on Wrecking Crew Record came play. Uh, Wes Hoffman came play. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I did. So people, f people from all over uh, North America. Yeah, we had like a, a death metal uh, female quartet uh, from uh, Mexico. 
Uh, we had some uh, band from Finland and from like all, all over the world. Nice. And uh, did the people in the town seem to respond to it? Did they take advantage of these good bands coming through and uh, and show yeah, up? Yeah, some, sometimes when it was like a big band or if there was a, a local band was playing, people was coming. But like in a 55,000 people city, like there was like maybe 10 band, like all kinds like of like in all kind of music so like if i was only doing show with local band on i wouldn't like do like two show a month yes. so I, I like i was taking every 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 band that was coming by the city and ask if if the the, the music was was good and like i i, I would take it so sometimes we had like Saturday night with like a three three touring band, but no local, maybe like fifteen people, and if there was local, maybe like sixty or something. But there was not enough local band to put as much as I would. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I hear you. It's stuff like that. Uh... But you know what? A lot of times these touring bands, they appreciate just a spot to play at all, right? If they've got a spot that they need yeah. to fill. So whether it's 15 people or 60 people, I'm sure the bands really appreciated it. And uh, those 15 people that came to the show probably had a really good time. So that's just kind of what it is with punk yeah, rock, right? Yeah, yeah. Every, every show, every gig was like quality music. And it was all, all great. But like when 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 I was young, like when I, when I was uh, looking at a flyer on a on a on a phone pole, like in a street, I was looking at it like if if the if the band sounded good, and like it was a ten bucks gig, I was going to, and I didn't know who was playing. And right now, like it's easy to go find what's playing with Spotify and YouTube and all the, 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 the easy stuff to go and find the music, but people don't do it. So it's like, I was, I was working to make that place run. And at some point I was always like paying for it. So yeah, that's why I had to take the decision to to shut it down well maybe uh, you know that's tough and i get that but uh, maybe in your experience yeah. that you had there maybe you can take that experience forward in another day yeah. whether it's ramuski or whether it's somebody else you can do it again maybe yeah yeah for sure like the, the the project is still on in my head and it's just uh, like uh for another time another place i hear you um just circling back to you let everybody draw on the walls uh knowing what i know about musicians and particularly the maturity of men that are in punk bands uh what percentage of those drawings were penises on the wall how many how many dicks are <laughs> oh there were <laughs> i think there were like three or four <laughs> well, that's yeah. a very mature audience yeah yeah Josh, you just got back from from uh, on a tour. Did you see any dicks scrawled on any walls? 
Not really, actually. Not in the bathrooms I went to, but I definitely have seen it in other places, <laughs> including, sure including, including our jam spot. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, during that time, during that time uh, that you had at Ramuski, what was the craziest show that happened there? Or what was the craziest experience that you had uh, in your venue there? Uh, uh, I think, yeah, or, or fifth show. Uh, it was like a, a death metal show. And there was like 200 people. Like the the room was packed. It was the or fifth night opened, and uh, yeah, it was pretty amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that that was one of the one of the best night. Nice. Um, I noticed you uh, posting a little bit about what looks like it's a punk house touring network from what i can tell um is that like a network of people that are trying to get house shows happening or willing to host house shows yeah i'm trying to to build a, a some kind of a, a touring a route uh, of punk house and of people who wants to uh, to host a show at, at their house with low cost uh, for the for the people who host the the show and uh and like the possibility for the musician to to have a place to sleep to eat and to make a little bit of money while they're touring and like that nobody like lose lose money and, and keep that that thing rolling you know yeah that's a great idea i think that's needed you know like uh yeah. Growing yeah. up in Kamloops here in the punk scene, we had a couple punk houses that would host shows, and that's the thing, you know. Anybody who wanted yeah. a show, they would put them on yeah. on a weekend. And you know, now sometimes it's it's can, it can be hard to find venues in towns, and uh, that would be a great alternative for a lot of bands. So I'm excited to see you yeah. work on that and be involved in it and play some freaking house shows. Yeah, awesome. How how about you, Josh? You you rock some house shows back in the day. Oh yeah, quite a few, but not so much anymore. Not the I don't know. It's more of a younger man's game, I find. I also when I when we tour, we we plan it around like what we book, so we don't we're not really looking for anything like that. But I know lots of bands are when you're across the country for sure. Like we played one in in Ottawa when we went in 2018 or whenever that was. So still alive nice. and well across the across the world for sure. It, it is a young man's game, and house parties are a young man's game. Yeah um but uh i don't have that many friends anymore <laughs> invite me to their house I, I can tell you right now you want to go to the show at the punk house you don't want to live at the punk house as somebody yeah, that has true. lived at the punk house it's it's not fun it's not fun you guys if you like if you like wiping your ass with pages pieces of the phone book then maybe living in a punk house is for you <laughs> okay so uh john we're coming we're coming near the end of our time thank you for yep. joining us uh before we get into it real quick any you guys want to talk about hockey i, th I felt like I, I felt like i felt something there is there uh is there some hockey talk going on there you big hockey fan john i w i was like in the 90s early 2000 uh these days less but i i i i still like look at some uh, hockey stats and some stuff but uh, yeah maybe if quebec gets their team back then you'll be back into it <laughs> yeah yeah probably i'm a i'm a boston fan so 
Oh, okay. You weren't even Nordiques. Yeah. Yeah. Nordic too. But uh, if, if, if some, someday they come back. Yeah. All right. Uh, Josh, do you have a, or sorry, John, do you have a song that you would like us to play uh, on the show? We'd like to play a song for you, sir. What, what would you like to hear? Pretty love a uh, step down from uh, a it all. I'm I'm John Page from uh, Wrecking Crew Record, and uh, you're listening to uh, Denim Radio. Hey, Hello. Christy Lee. Hello. Should I do this way? I guess that's the way, right? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You in the bathroom? <laughs> I am. I'm actually in the middle of rehearsal, so we all popped into uh, Princeton Pub for some food. <laughs> so I'm just in the bathroom at Princeton Pub. What a lesson. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, in case you haven't deduced it, next up we have a very talented musician and multi-instrumentalist. You may know them from Wrong, 
Russian <laughs> Tim and Pavel Burez, Dead Bob, just to name a few. Anyone is, who has seen them play live knows that they are indeed a tower of power. Welcome <laughs> to the show. It's Christy Leonette. <laughs> 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 How's it going? It's going well, thank you. How are how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. There's good. I only saw like two other women in the bar, so I think I'm safe to hang out in the bathroom for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like if 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 somebody else comes in and you're gonna be like, Can you please not poop? I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I can edit out that sound later. Don't worry. They can poop. Can't can't edit out the smell. <laughs> Sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, would yeah. would do you mind telling our listeners what instruments you play and what bands slash gigs you currently play in? If I missed anything there, those are the main ones. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so I started in my uh, middle school band class on trumpet. That's my main instrument. I have a, a degree in it. <laughs> I got a bachelor's degree in trumpet. Uh, and I always really liked playing electric guitar specifically. So, uh, that was the second one, uh, vocals has just been something I just kind of have always done for my own enjoyment and then managed to squeeze that into the other things I was doing as well. I got into synthesizer later on as well. So those are the main ones. So I guess, nice. yeah, trumpet, guitar synthesizer vocals nice. uh, so i have my own band called wrong and then i played with russian tim for like seven years uh just started on playing with dead bob i tracked trumpet and some vocals on john's record there and then asked me to be in the band too and to be honest i didn't really think about like the implications <laughs> so i was like oh yeah like it's one album, we'll learn those songs and we'll tour it for a little bit and that'll be that. But that is not what's going on. And uh, so the sets are like between an hour and a half, two hours long with all the extra encores. We're learning all these no means no songs that I'm fronting and stuff. So that was a little bit more than I thought it was going to be, but it's a pleasant surprise. That's who I'm here with right now. So all those guys are hanging out in the Princeton eating some clubhouse sandwiches. <laughs> oh, okay, dead Bob confirmed in the other in the other room eating the sandwiches. Yeah. For instance, that's a scoop. Like yeah. uh, <laughs> that is a scoop. Um, that that's great. Uh, you know, tour, touring with dead Bob. Yeah, you're right. That's probably going to get away from you real quick because I can tell yeah. there's people from all over the world world that are clamoring, just rabid, no means no fans that see that something new is happening, and they're just saying. Give me, give me the record. Come to my city. Come to my town. Yeah. Um, so I know you've done, you've got one tour already under your belt. Dead Bob does, and you've just added yeah. some more Canada dates. Yes. And so, I, yep. We've got uh, here. I'm going to put this on the the, the hand dryer. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we're heading across the to the prairies in March. So. The, the the dates and the the venues and the cities are still filtering in even to me at this very Princeton pub dinner. <laughs> we just found out about Rosslands, Lethbridge, Kimberley. Um, so we're making our way all the way out to to Winnipeg. 
And then I think okay. back a little bit. Uh, and that's in March. And then there's some American dates in the works for May. Um, y'all, y'all heard it here. Scoop your scoops. <laughs> the big scoops. Stuff in the works. That's a lot of people will be excited to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm scooping. <laughs> that's some wonderful. It's an story. audio podcast, but oh, damn we're, we're enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is it is it echoey in here? A little bit, but not too too bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, it's good bathroom acoustics. Like, didn't the Beatles put their <laughs> snare drum in a toilet or something? Hey, another <laughs> one rides the bus was recorded in the in the bathroom. The Weird Al and Doctor Demento. <laughs> ah, strange Alan Yankovic. Yes. Very, <laughs> yeah. very nice. Um, yeah. No, I'm yeah. exhausted. I'm exhausted just uh, hearing about those long sets. <laughs> Uh, Dead Bob also has a pretty big like stage footprint. It looks like you guys. Yes. So there's five of us. John always sets up on the, the side. Um, the drums were used to being like at the back, but he takes up the whole side. Yes. Then bass, guitar, me. And I, I try to keep my footprint pretty small, but I've got a little synthesizer and I'm doing trumpet and vocals and stuff. But then Ford Peer has his like keyboard tower and he's doing trombone. Oh, really? <laughs> oh that's violent. She's knifing her hand towards the camera <laughs> no, as if playing a trombone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a lot of room. And uh we always make the opening the poor opening band has to just set up somewhere around that because we'll like set up all of that and then in our sound check. And then it's just like, okay, everybody, figure it out. So there's been a lot of the uh, other bands we're playing with, uh, playing on the floor in front of the stage. So it only happened that small handful of times, but. You know what? It's it's much like uh, my philosophy about yielding and traffic. It's like whoever's bigger is just going to go. You know I mean? Yeah. You guys are bigger. So beep, beep. I'm a Jeep. and Yeah. Deal with it. Oh, hold on. Sorry. I'm gonna. Sorry, I, I, okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm out in the Princeton now. <laughs> okay, out of the safe zone that is the female yeah. washroom at the Princeton and, and my, into and the grid lighting. Into now I'm in the, the shady corner next to the <laughs> next to the bathroom. <laughs> this is an adventure. This episode. Yeah. <laughs> This is an adventure. This is an adventure. We need a we need a screenshot or something like that. I wish it was a video podcast. Uh, that's great. I'll still have the video so we can enjoy it forever. Yeah. There you go. We'll, we'll, we'll all watch great. it once a year on this date. <laughs> um, recently, I had a show where uh, I kind of stood in a retail storefront. There was so little space, like where the mannequins usually stand. And the mm -hmm. drummer was on the floor. Has there been any shenanigans like that? Anybody have to like hang from the roof and play or anything? Not. Mm -hmm. I mean, Byron Slack from Invasives is in this group, is in Dead Bob as well. And he famously will um, like jump off the stage and into the crowd. So I'm trying to find like lighting. It does, I know it's not a video, so it doesn't really matter. But um, so I'm not completely in the dark. Uh, but yes, he will jump off of the stage and kind of into the crowd and kind of just be moshing around on people. Um, I'm grabbing onto his patch cable, trying to make sure he doesn't unplug himself and that he doesn't get all wrapped up and can get back on the stage in time to jump into the next thing that he's supposed to be doing. That's very um, courteous. 
<laughs> four years dance moves are something else. It's hard to even describe. They're, they're, so he's jumping around. He's playing keyboards, but it's usually just with like one hand and he's just doing all these giant kicks. <laughs> nice. So, um, oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I got so excited. I was about to interrupt you. No, um, that's not. That's not yeah, I was, was going to say, um, are you guys playing some uh, Ford Pier joints as a full band on stage two? Some of his songs? Yes. So here's the thing. Here's another here's another scoop. Um, so we've had an invasive song and a Ford Pier song in the set uh, in, with uh, other uh, like we're doing no means no songs, too. Um, and then we've just added a wrong song. Um, and cool. we've sub subbed out the invasive song for two other short ones that's all being uh kind of sewn together frankenstein <laughs> style this big epic 12 minute long opus of all our songs all crammed together but uh yeah we have a ford pierce song um called the wrong time that we've been doing maybe it came at yeah. the wrong time exactly oh Classic. that's a good one it's that's a really good song. Yeah. So nice. No pigment vehicle though. That's that's uh Colin on on bass. We don't have one of his songs yet, but I imagine it's around the corner. Cool. That's that's a band that I'm gonna have to go in now and check out because I had not heard of Pigment Vehicle before. Um I learned about Colin from yeah. Dead Bob. And uh yeah, that's something I'll definitely check out. So uh you wrong put out a uh an intense album called Worst in 2023 <laughs> yeah. on kind of right. cool records. And uh <laughs> is it gonna be one of the tunes from Worst? Can you keep the scoop troop guessing or give us it's, a tune? I I can give you the scoop. It's actually from period. It's from our first EP. Because our I mean we don't have a large catalog at this point. Uh, we have an EP and a and a full length. So John wanted to do a wrong tune in the Dead Bob set, and asked, I, I don't, I, I was like, there's not that much. Like, why don't you just give it a listen and uh, tell me what you would want to do? I'm far more interested and curious as to what what he would have chosen instead of like, I don't know. I'm like, I like, I love. So anyway, so yeah, that's cool. One. That's a cool way to do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. when you're in a band with John Wright, you kind of throw yourself at the mercy of that, right? To, to yeah. a degree, I'm sure. It's it's been a fun, interesting process, and to fully, honestly, transparently, um, moving from us jamming in the jam space and figuring the songs out as a five piece. Um, certainly, it's like with Russian Tim, I've played in a five piece before. I, it's not that strange for me, but um, it's been a little bit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but it's been uh, a learning curve for a lot of these guys who are used to like power trios and just playing everybody's got like one part but now there's two guitar players and we're trying to navigate who's going to do what and then there's keys and it's like okay now how's that going to happen there's a lot of voices going on here and figuring it all out in the jam space and then going out and playing that first show there was definitely this like is this gonna work <laughs> what is it's so loud too <laughs> everybody's so loud i can't hear anything <laughs> it looks so loud and chaotic and uh from, yeah. from what i've heard you know everybody's been really enjoying it and and uh, i've heard i've heard some videos you know i mean yeah. who, you know what is a cell phone video but it sounds awesome yeah. uh i don't know maybe i'll get to catch you guys that would be sweet if I could. it'd be great well we're playing around uh i don't think that, I, I, there should be this isn't announced yet either i think it's in 
May as well, uh, a Vancouver show. So there should be, not official yet, not confirmed, but I think there will be a show in May in Vancouver. Nice. Okay, that's perfect. That's perfect. Let me write that down <laughs> and keep an eye on that. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So are you okay okay blank twice if you're allowed to talk about other kinds of music that aren't punk rock around your punk friends or not <laughs> she blinked folks at home she blinked she blinked twice she blinked oh twice. i blink yeah. okay well i, like I mean obviously you're very active in the the punk and underground music scene uh but you've also played symphony stuff you've done world mm -hmm. music yeah, and uh, you've recorded and toured with pop artists yes. like Beefy Dobson, Carly Rae Jepsen, and Adele. And this is something I never knew about you. Like, I, oh. I, I knew that you played lots of kinds of music, but I didn't know that mm -hmm. you had played with those people. So I was yeah. uh, hear a little bit about that. Well, the this session, yeah, the session stuff is is great, and um, I'm very lucky. To have those opportunities it is like like anything else where you kind of put yourself out there and then you get a call about this one thing and then you go do it and then somebody sees you do that and then they call you about the next thing and it just kind of goes on like that kind of for a while um so the like the carly ray jepson one i never performed live with her and nothing that i actually recorded with her ended up on any of her records but I did record trumpet on um, a few songs for her uh, in the pool of songs that were going to be on that Call Me Maybe record. But the songs I recorded on didn't make it on. So I was almost uh, rich. Did, did that, that check? One. Did that check still clear, though, for the session? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, 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 good. <laughs> that was you one of were my almost very, on that one. That's cool. Almost. That was one of my earliest recording gigs when I moved out here. Uh, so I was born in Quebec, and then my family moved out to Alberta, and then I moved, made my way out here. Uh, and then uh, just from the, the Horn community in Vancouver, which is relatively small, um, when Adele was doing her dates in Vancouver back in like 2015, 2016, I can't remember when that, back when that was, uh, she wanted, well, she was hiring horn sections in each city. She had her band that she was touring with. String section was from L.A., and then they were just hiring uh, horn sections in each city instead of having to pay to transport and accommodations for all these people. And the paperwork playing between, if you're a Canadian trying to play in the States, you know, it's a nightmare. Yes. Um, especially if the band's originally from Europe or whatever. It was just like too much crazy stuff. So we did two, but it's a through the trombone player. She was looking for specifically all uh, women horn section. And then my friend, Ellen Marple, who is one of the best trombone players around, was in Weird Al's orchestra when he did his uh, ill-advised, not the ill-advised vanity tour, but the symphony No Strings Attached tour. She was in that band. I was this close. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, so she uh, messaged me and was like, hey, I put your name forward for Adele. Like, is that cool? Like, uh, yeah. I <laughs> just kind of put it in the back of my head, like as if that's going to happen. And then were you I like, got were, that call. Were you like, uh, no, I already have a compact. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Adele, then, uh, yeah keep yeah, going so sorry. that was crazy <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy gig um then I've, i got to play trumpet with sloan a couple times i played trumpet with sloan three times that was live 
then uh, Josh Ramsey from Mariana's Trench asked me to come play in his uh, solo record uh, release tour that he did there. So I was doing trumpet, guitar, and, and uh, singing with him. And then it was that gig um, that I got the Fifi gig after that, dude. But I don't know if I'm going to be doing that, honestly, that much anymore. It was kind of ridiculous and re unreal. Like, they're all based yeah. out of Ontario. And I'm like, why me? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. All the way over here. So I never got any rehearsals. I've never rehearsed. It was just learn the That's songs, okay. go play the show. You're a go-getter. Um, you don't need a go -getter. So I was like, I can do it. I'm going to do it. So I did that. that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to hear some more some more about that uh, about playing with Fifi Dobson and and her band. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I noticed you you played. Uh, you tell me about what shows you played with her. Uh, the first one was a college uh, campus out in Thunder Bay, so that was like the very first one where no rehearsal. They're like, we're just gonna fly you in, you play the show. And then I flew, my flight was at like 3 a.m. that night <laughs> back to Vancouver. <laughs> so just did that. It worked out. Bye Bye Boyfriend is one of the hardest guitar songs I've ever had to learn. Wow. If you're looking for a challenge, go try to learn okay. that one. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't either. Uh, the original guitar players are the dudes from Philosopher Kings who went on to become Prozac. Oh, so that nice. was her band for that record, I guess. And those guys I were like just like Prozac. shredding. So yeah, that one was a bit tricky. Um, then we did, uh, her and I did so, like a CTV, like morning radio. Uh, and it wasn't radio, it was like TV, but one of those like morning. Morning show, that's one of the yeah. hardest <laughs> things to play. Oh my God. And they always seem to get the mix where like you can't hear the instruments, but the vocals are way too loud, right? Yeah. So it was but, just me, acoustic, and, and, and like it was just, nice. just the two of us. So we could hear each other relatively well, but uh, again, it was a single that had just come out. Um, there wasn't really an acoustic arrangement necessarily, so I had to kind of come up with that. And then it's like you've got to nail it first time on live television, so fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> then we did the Christmas market. You know where that is? Like uh, by Canada Place or whatever. And the by Christmas time, they have this Christmas market, and we played uh, oh, up I in the yeah, I think I'm, okay, I've top heard of, of this it. like weird. Uh, it's not a pole. That's not the right word. It's like a tower <laughs> with this strange room up at the top. Then we did this. What was again. it in Toronto? No, this was in Vancouver. Okay, okay. I thought maybe it was a CN tower. Oh, no. tower room at the top. Okay, in no, Vancouver. Unfortunately, it's just like a strange Christmas uh, tower <laughs> that we played an <laughs> acoustic duo set up there. Uh, oh, nice. Then, uh, yeah, so they were just kind of recruiting me for a lot of uh, Vancouver shows, I guess. So they wouldn't have to fly out the whole band or something. Because then I did Pride, Vancouver Pride with her. Um, then we did a little tour where we did uh, the Pearl in Vancouver. Then we did Dickens in Calgary, the Starlight in Edmonton. I can't remember the Saskatoon venue park, maybe a park theater. Or that might have been Winnipeg. I might be getting those mixed up. Oh, wow. Then we did. But it was, it was a, yeah, a lot of driving. And then around. got to, yeah. yeah. Did you did you bond with the band, yeah. like in the other band members, like you do when you go on tour with a punk band? Not punk in, band? I'm going to say straight up, not in the same way that you do with a punk band. Um, okay. 
there is, I mean, one of the people I met at the airport, like as we were flying out, like we'd never, like we met and then we're like in a van. <laughs> so you're like, I hope you're cool and have a decent smell around you. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, everyone that we were working with and traveling with was wonderful and lovely. Isaiah on drums is just such a monster. He's so good. There was Erica Fox was the other guitar player. And then, um, oh, shit, this is terrible. I'm gapping on the drummer, or sorry, the bass player's name. She wasn't able to come out on the tour. She just gave birth like a couple, like this month. So she was very pregnant. It was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's an okay, you know, the show must go on though, right? Yes. You know, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's, a, that's but... a completely acceptable reason. <laughs> Being very pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. <sighs> no, it was a great, wonderful, lucked out. It was a really, really wonderful group of people. But that's generally awesome. in, a, in, the, in a punk band, like you know each other pretty well before Already. you get to that point right yeah. like yeah, yeah i mean maybe you meet the band if you're touring with another band maybe you haven't met them and that's exactly. a chance for like broing down and whatnot <laughs> yeah or whatever but uh, mm-hmm. what um and we we got to start wrapping this up because we are on well, a schedule tonight it's yes. been lovely talking to you and i'm <laughs> sure we could go you. for a very long time <laughs> yeah uh, but what were some of the other differences uh uh from gigging around with wrong and playing <laughs> with russian tim and touring uh the interior of bc uh compared to touring with some of these other bands that are a little bit uh a bigger of a show if you know what i yeah. mean yeah more money well, even, and... but even with just like dead bob i'm gonna put in that second category where yes. number one you're traveling around with a sound person and a merch person um so you're not doing you're not at the mercy of whoever is doing sound in whatever town and whatever venue you're showing up for. There's somebody that you're traveling with who knows what's going on. <laughs> and uh, and then you have that, that person who's just on the merch so you can sell so much more because there's just somebody there all the time. Uh, and not with Dead Bob, but J- John's certainly been talking about it, uh, is in-ear monitors. <laughs> it's like fancier gigs. You're always with in-ears where uh, usually you will still have like a wedge at the front of the stage that's blasting some stuff out, but you'll have like a click. I don't think John doesn't work with a click. There's no way in hell that that's going to happen with this, <laughs> with this group. But uh, certainly with uh, the Adele stuff, Josh Ramsey and uh, Fifi, yeah, you've got a click in your head. Um, you've, got, you've got the set list in front of you, but usually there's like, they'll say the song name It'd be like um skyfall one two oh and your three. ears yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious i love envisioning just like a british voice every time oh i guess it's probably yeah. a recording of her or something <laughs> i don't know whose voice it was i don't think it, it could have been her. anybody could have been yeah, anybody that's, that's crazy on a tour like that you might have a person mm-hmm. who's dedicated their jo- whole job is just monitors just in ears yeah just and there's the front of house person yeah so you're in you're traveling with a with a crew and then you're like in a bus and there's a driver and so i've, I've run the gamut of like i've been able to have those kind of tours which are un- unbelievable 
this, and then you, you, yeah, you play the show and then you just go to the bus after and then you just go sleep in your bunk and then you wake up and you're at the next place. Like, it's crazy. You know what I think the most comforting thing is, is that even if you've been to the top of the mountain, like an Adele or a No Means No, you're at the, if you stick around for long enough, you're going to come back to the same venues. You're going to be in the oh, yeah. club, man. You're going to yeah. be doing it. You're going to be I doing like it, it forever. Here. I like it here. Like this, this tour we're about to do with Dead Bob heading out. Uh, like a, it is a lot of the venues that I just hit with the with Fifi, but it's going to be different with this crew, and I'm excited. <laughs> I'm very excited for you, and thank you for giving us a little bit of your time in between dinner and uh, <laughs> practice. So you have a great one, and and thank uh, you, you too. I'll take care and have fun. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks for having me.
Okay, thank you, Christy Lee Audette, for doing that interview. Uh, Josh, you know, we've been getting sponsors lately for our podcast. And uh, you know what? I got a new one for us. It's going to be a surprise. But uh, let's go ahead and hear from our sponsor tonight, if that's okay, Josh. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Hi, I'm Scotty Bass, and you may remember me as the bass player from Let's Go. But what you may not know is that I'm very litigious, and I have started a law firm focused on helping musicians that is ready to fight for you. Substandard ink was used to screen print my band merch. Let's sue the bastards! I keep breaking guitar strings during all my performances. We're gonna take Ernie Ball to the cleaners. I was treated unfairly on some podcast about high quality denim or something. We're gonna sue their shitty little dicks into the dirt! <laughs> it doesn't matter the scale of the infraction against you because I don't rest. Until you get the money and respect that you deserve. With a thousand years of industry experience, I understand the ins and outs of the biz. When someone tries to pull a fast one on you or your band, pick up the phone and dial 1-900-SCOTTY-LAW. Okay, and we're back. Uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd call him. <laughs> yeah, I'd call him as long as it doesn't take away from his time with the band. I'm okay with it. Uh, you never know. We might need to call him up one day. <laughs> we might need him if uh, Jello comes knocking for the for our logo. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the night with the FBI, just like they did for his album cover. All right, we got another guest for y'all. Let's let him in right now, please. Come on in, Mr. Jeb. I'm learning all this on the fly, folks. At home. If you're wondering why I'm unusually quiet, it's because I don't know what the hell's going on. Josh has no idea what's going on. He's not been prepared for any of us. This he doesn't know who the guests are. He doesn't like know this. what we're doing here, and neither does neither does the audience. But uh, you may know him as a host on the hit podcast, "Sounds Like Nonsense," <laughs> or from his musical endeavors such as "Up Your Guts" and "Jeb Boudet's Lost Cause." He's the Milwaukee Manhandler, the Goon Lords Gerald Ford, Robbie Van says too much, and the artist formerly known as Shitty Carl. He's the Texas tickler. It's Jeb Boudet. Thank you, man. What what an entrance. <laughs> can, and can you hear me okay? We hear you great. All right, dudes. What's up, man? Hey, not too much. Uh, how, how are you doing tonight, Jeb? What's going on? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I had a weird day. Got up early, really early, like at like 5.30, and I had to go to work. And got done by like eleven thirty, so I tried to have like naps and stuff, and that was weird and kind of didn't work. I knew I had to do this later, and I I, I, went, I wanted to play some music and whatever. So I've had an up and down day, a real weird day. Well, you gotta you gotta clean the pipes if you want to have a nap at eleven thirty. There's no way you're getting you're getting to sleep unless you clean them pipes out, bud. Oh, you're talking <laughs> about jerking off. Oh, take it easy, bud. This isn't that kind of podcast. Jerking up. I think. I think. It, I think it is this kind of podcast. <laughs> Je Jeb Bidet, the proprietor of the Up Your Guts Comrade 
that he sells for merch for his band. All right, dude, that was my drummer. That was not me, dude. My drummer and his wife, they're like, <laughs> they, they put their foot down. They're like, we are doing cum rags if we're doing merch. Like, or we're leaving the band kind of thing, like an ultimatum. It, it felt like that at the time. And I was like, all right, man, like, cause I'm up, I'm up, I'm game, dude. Like, whatever. Uh, uh, but then they sold like hotcakes. What do you what are you charging per unit on those bad boys? Fifteen bucks for Congrag. US? Yeah, dude. Holy, Holy smokes. Fuck. That's like a hundred Canadian, man. We sold forty. Can you them. snuggle it afterwards for that price? <laughs> it, you know what? Like, here's the thing about it, man. Like, it's like rough. Like, again, I'm a working man. I have like calluses and stuff. It catches on your hands and stuff. And I haven't used it as a Congrag yet. I do use it as my face when we're playing live. Like the white sweat off as a joke, but uh, it hurts my fingers. I don't like the way. Is it, it that mic? Like... Is it that microfiber bullshit that doesn't even like sop up water? Exactly. Or is it... Yeah. Oh no! It's like, and it's like you know your fingers on a chalkboard kind of. Yes. Situation. Yeah. No, I know you have thick, calloused hands. I've thought about it many times. <laughs> you, you know, while I'm sleeping. <laughs> and uh, I know what you mean. It catches on your fingers, so that's a decorative comrade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's a. Uh, it's like uh, I don't know what to say. Um, He's like, did you call me? Did you bring me on your podcast to call out the integrity of my cum rags? <laughs> you know what is? What are those eggs? Those like really fancy eggs? Fabergé. Yeah. Uh, how many of those are there? I don't know. Not a, a few. I mean, I think like thirty maybe left in existence. Yeah, they're same classic. Thing, same thing with our cum rags. This is what I'm talking about. It's up your guess, buddy. It's up your guess. This is what we're doing. We're uh we're not the we're not the first ones, but we're some comes. Did that work? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that worked. Where some come, some boldly come. That's amazing. So for our guests that uh have not heard of your tutelage as I have, uh could you introduce yourself? Give us a little background information about you, who you are, where you're from, what kind of stuff you're into. Uh my name is Jed. I am a part of Up Your Guests. We're a three-piece punk rock band from Solvang, California, which is Santa Barbara, basically, in California. Um, very weird to be from here now. I did come up in uh, Santa Barbara proper. Where we live here is like a cowboy country, kind of. But we do have uh, Mad Caddies live here. So that's kind of like, that's the thing. But, you know, what they're do you, massive. They're not. They're are not, you guys uh, considered Bay Area? No, not even close. Yeah, okay, no. Yeah. We're like we're Santa Barbara, so we're like Santa Barbara. As far as I've always understood it, is like the very north end of Southern California. So there's no further of solid Southern California than Santa Barbara, and that's debatable, right? Like, but you would be like, oh, we're Southern California, right here where we are, which is like 45 minutes north of Santa Barbara City. It's kind of Central California whatever so and, and we get the caddies up here and that's like where the, that's the only other punk any kind of thing that is happening around here yeah um, so you y'all you, and the mad caddies have you played has up your guts ever played with the caddies i haven't uh but I, i've played with them in the past when i uh had my band Lavasa. i played with with them a couple times and um my wife uh courtney that is a part of sounds like nonsense podcast she had a band called uh, Courtney and the Heathens. We played with Caddies and uh, Will Ridge, that's also part of our podcast, uh, grew up with these guys. So that's so 
weird because he's like a country artist and whatever and like uh they have like taken off all around the world he he did travel around the world with them for a bit he'll will lie did. about it. yeah will did he'll lie about it i mean he, he'll de- also, he'll deny it yeah oh yeah yeah he, he lies about it you can find the recordings and stuff he also had a documentary made about him that was at the santa Barbara film festival lies about that as well Okay, I'm gonna just, have to check that out. Just a weird dude. It's called a uh, Dead Horse Opera. Uh, we're trying to we're trying to get copies of that. But um, yeah, man, like I, I don't know. Like I've been playing uh, punk rock my whole life uh, since about 15. From Florida, uh, I moved to California with my wife when I was 21. We've been together since we were 17. I've been doing lots of stuff. I've had uh, Forgainst It was the band. Uh, Lavasa was like the band that like kind of everyone knows. Like Trite was the band, Deathwish Dildos, it's a rap band. I was like, uh, but that that's sweet. I, you just showed me Lavasa and Courtney's band. Like, um, uh, just recently you showed them to me, and I was like, holy shit, this stuff rips, man. Like, you got a whole lot of talent over on your podcast there. You know, I didn't know Courtney was so heavily involved in the music until until you showed me that i mean she's obviously on your new album jebuday uh jebuday's lost cause yeah and uh she you and her kill a duet song about about snowboarding and how you're too fucking old to do it that's so funny i just pulled my rib out snowboarding i should have been listening to your song while i was healing up it's called slammeth um from mammoth california like uh <clears throat> i'm super clumsy i always have been me and courtney have been together since we were 17 i got with her when i was like rollerblading and she was skateboarding and i was still way way worse uh, so you are constantly injured in new ways yeah dude i get i, I get after this look at this like me, me, me. uh no i i i'm very clumsy and dumb that's why i picked up guitar uh, but uh Courtney rips, man. Courtney's uh, astonishing, and she's she's she had her own band, Courtney and the Heathens. There's like a bluegrass punk rock stuff. It's kind of like old man Markley kind of shit, and like really ripping. And she it, it fucking sucks. so. Here's what happened: Will and Courtney and shit around me all the time. They murder me. I'm working all the time, write new songs or whatever. They try like once every couple of years, kill it. You know. Nice. <laughs> It's Gotta just, love that, eh? That's fun. that's that's just like this guy, this guy Josh over here. Every I try to get shows with him, and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to Japan instead." They got a his band, Trash Ambulance, is yeah. going to be going to Japan and play. We've you played know? three shows with you. I know. I want to play more though. I want to play more. <laughs> okay, Josh. I'm just gonna say right now, I've had four beers, I think, and I have a breathalyzer right here. The Canadian legal driving limit is 0.08. I'm going to blow on this thing right now. What do you think I'm at, Josh? I'm on beer. I'm about to start beer five or tequila shot here. They're at, I don't know, zero three. No way. This is Kevin Nicole. It's reusable. All right. He's it's nodding his like, head. It's just like safety in the curse, eh, Josh? <laughs> I didn't buy this. It got given to me by my sister-in-law by way of my wife because uh, she bought it for her husband, but uh, I guess he just doesn't care. So, <laughs> 0.035, Josh. So you're still good to go. I, I could still drive four beers, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm Talk so fat. I feel like you can have like at least a six-pack and drive. 
Easy. Yeah. Oh, me too. You just go slow, right? No, just kidding. We don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't do that. Jeb's. Jeb's recording from the safe zone that is his home. It looks like. I am not. I'm. I'm. I'm in my office. I'm actually like. This is like. Like. This is a. It's part of my studio slash office. I have a big zone. I listened to your podcast, man. Like recently. A few times. It's long, so I have not got through one totally. But I did listen <laughs> to the last one, the dopamines. Oh, cool. Nice. I, I have a couple, I have a couple things. Okay. Okay. Uh overhead claps are reckless, is what you said. Yes. Can we expand on that? Would we talk we want to talk about that at all? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, um me throwing my arms above my head with any sort of enthusiasm yeah that that's liable to pop my rotator first clap i don't like that <laughs> i i have two things about this one i'm not a joiner like if, if you're gonna say like it's time to clap i'm out immediately <laughs> immediately <laughs> so is courtney dude like we're out like we are not joiners in that way you're but not gonna play simon says no fuck no fuck no but i am so in the like i'm i'm in there all the time like i'm a, I'm a, like i'm an into it kind of joint you don't need guy. to be told to fucking participate. no as soon as as soon as you tell me done it's not gonna yeah. happen yeah it's not gonna happen fair that's, that's i'm an fair. opponent of that as well i don't I, i'm not here for the telling the audience no. to do that fuck that no. Fuck no, dude. I, I don't want any part of that shit. <laughs> you know what you tell them to do? You tell them to bring you a shot of tequila, and sometimes it happens. And sometimes you have to puke, and then you said, which I love, chef's kiss, thunder bucket. Yeah. You're like, oh, maybe you have to have a thunder bucket if you're going to puke on stage. And I was like, I oh. did t- say thunder bucket to the dopamines guy, just, and that is because of you. I learned it, it, the term it, thunder it, bucket for me. So. It did feel like a shout out. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Sounds like so, you got a fan tie. He's really honing in on your contributions. Well, you know, I had on my list here to ask about your thunder bucket because I threw my thunder bucket out. It's usually in this spare bedroom where I come and sleep when I'm drunk and shit. And, and sleep. <laughs> Fair. And uh, it got a, it got a little bit nasty at the bottom. Like there's some shit stuck to it that it was irreconcilable. Yeah. Like it's like putting it in the shower isn't going to isn't going to fix it. So I got rid of my thunder bucket and I'm currently without bucket. What's the thunder bucket situation at your, your house now? I'm in the same situation. It's a little different. I didn't fuck it up by my cum and all that stuff. Uh, I just kept it in my uh, vehicle <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm going to blame Sportney. She just like, you like changed my seat while driving my truck. And so it crushed it and I'm fucking pissed off because there is going to be a day where I'm going to need to piss in that thunder bucket. And now I, it, this is so you go weird. for a bucket I, over I, a jug. We've been asking all no, 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 about no, piss weird, jugs. No, it's a weird jug. It's like that uh, you get on Amazon. You put it okay. in a bucket, it'll pop up. It's like oh, flat. Oh, what? Yeah, about a pack of three. Come on, guys, get with the fucking. This there's oh, an actual man. thunder this bucket available for sale. Twenty twenty four, Amazon. You put in sounds like nonsense thunder bucket in Amazon. It'll pop up. Josh, I'm sorry. I tried to I tried to have Jeb come on last because I knew this was gonna happen, but it didn't work because <laughs> I'm going too long. Am I going too long? No, 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 you're good. You, we'll let you go a little bit extra long if uh, you need to because uh, I'm 
I'm, I'm enjoying I, I'm it. just talking about, uh, so, like, my seat, like, being moved crushed my Thunder Bucket. And that's the bullshit. Here, yeah. Here's the thing. Will Ridge, as we talked about, uh, when we went to go see the pears down in Ventura County, I had to pee. And I was driving his car. And I had to pee so bad. And, like, I was like, I'm going to piss my pants. And we had a five-way stop, which is incredible. And I just kept getting the fucking red light. And he's this is how good of a friend he is. He goes, just pee, just pee in my truck. It doesn't matter. Just pee in the seat. It's fine. I've done it. I've done it. It doesn't matter. You just go. I won't judge you. That's that's a nice friend. That is nice. That is nice. I did. I, I pulled over into Walgreens and peed in front of, like, people, women, and children. But that's fine. So it's a, you know it's like risk 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 catching a charge just because you physiologically have an, an, a need that you need to deal with. Or it felt like there's a plus on up. Will Will Ridges already pissed on seats and you chose to risk it. I mean, yeah. I would have done the same thing. I don't want to piss in my buddy's car either, man. No, but it was so nice of him. Like he meant it. He did mean it. Like he did mean it. He's like, just go, dude. Just go. I've I had a bunch of questions about your new album. You know, we've played we've played some of your music before on the podcast, but also I have a game, and we've been bullshitting yeah. a lot. I think I want to do the game, and Stay. first you you pick a song to play. Uh, you pick a song to play, then we'll play a game and see if we have any time after. So I listened to your podcast earlier, and I was like, oh shit! When I uh, picked a song, I picked my own song. I thought that good. was good. What yeah. I was supposed to do, but like then I was like, oh, people are picking other songs they like. So what am I supposed to do? Now pick your song. You I can like hype. Songs. All right. This nothing is wrong a, with hyping. This is a, a song that I haven't released yet. Uh, I do have an acoustic kind of punk rock thing uh, going. It's called Jeffy Day's Last Cause, and this song is called It's Okay. Nice. And uh, you, had, you, had, uh, you had a lot of different musicians play on this album, right? Yeah, man. I, got a, I called in like some favors, so I got a... I'm going to say it, Will Ridge on a, <laughs> whatever. Uh, he's playing harmonica, but I got a Keith Douglas from um, Mad Caddies and uh, Marriott Trail Bronx. And I have uh, Angus on uh, cello from Bad Astronaut. And I have Ian from um, Ways Away on bass and like, just kind of like, uh, my friend Dave on drums and stuff like just but like all the homies like kind of came together and uh, bared with me for like something a little weird, a little aggressive that was still a little soft. I don't know. Well, I've heard the old, I've heard the whole album. I got the fucking wiki leaks and it sounds awesome. That's the perks you get when you're co-host of a high powered podcast like this. That's right. So I've, I've got a, I've got a game to play for Josh and Jeff. Let's do it. And you know, like most things on the our podcast, I stole this from your podcast. And uh, this is a game called Fake Band Names, except there's a variation on it. And one of these, in every one of these questions, one is a band that I played in. Me, Tyler Hall, played oh in. God. Okay. And All one right. is a fake band I made up. All right. Okay. So if y'all so are, I'm, ready, I'm going for fake. Maybe, maybe our podcast daddy Josh will uh, do us the courtesy of putting some music in behind this. But if everybody's ready to go, uh, we'll have Jeb answer first on each question because he is our guest. And uh, y'all ready to go? I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Was I in a band called Saul Good or a band called Fuck No? 
It's all good. Josh? Yeah, Saul Good sounds familiar. I feel like you, I've heard you talk about that before. All right, good start for both of you. Indeed, oh, come all on, good, baby. But good, good on you because both of <laughs> those are good, dude. I'm in. I like this. I like what's happening. Fuck uh, All right, was I in a band called Theta by Hi-Fi or a band called Bro Party? Theta by Pi or whatever you said, the first one. What is it? Theta by Pi? Theta by Hi-Fi. Yeah, I'm going with that still. I'll I'll go with bro party. Let's get some separation here. All right. I was indeed in a band called Bro Party. Josh gets a bitch. All right. Question number three. Was I in the Asperds or Shithawk? Asperds. Shithawk. Good about that. All right, uh, Jeb, you got to pull your head out of your ass bird because oh, you're wrong. Jeb, uh, I was in shit hot. Point for Josh. Do you guys know about the Trailer Park Boys down in California? Yeah, dude, Trailer Park Boys. I fucking love it. Fucking when the shit wind's blowing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like with the with the breathalyzer, Mister Lee. He's like. I'm, I'm drunk and wait, I'm sober enough to know what I'm doing, but I'm drunk enough to really enjoy doing it. <laughs> <laughs> when he's got the wee breathalyzer. Okay. Question right. number four. Yes. Was I in Black Collar Crowd or the Bottle Service Mafia? BSM for short. You first. Ugh. Black Collar Crowd or Bottle Service Mafia? I feel I like, like you're being game. too specific with throwing in that acronym, so I'm gonna go with the first one, Black Collar. I'm going, I'm going Black Service Mafia, or whatever Bottle Service Mafia. Second <laughs> one. So sorry, Jeb. Son of a bitch! This game sucks. It's great. This is a bullshit. You guys convert. If you stop if you, the count, stop the count. <laughs> if you think it's rigged now, wait until you see if you make it to the tiebreaker question. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay, was I in a band called Etobicoke or a band called Kenora? Why are you in so many fucking bands and why are they named <laughs> such dumb shit? <laughs> oh, have you met I don't know, Jeff. Say, say, I, I'm in a band called Up Your Guts, so I have no, you know, yeah. like, we're in the same And thing. Around the Corner. And Around the Corner. Well, that was genius. Thank you. I was in a lot of really dumb fucking bands, named bands, yes. So, all right, say the last one again, man. Uh, was I in Etobicoke or Kenora? Kenora, because it sounds better. Or, well, you're—he's from Kenora, so I don't. If you named a band after the town you're from, that's kind of lame. So I'm gonna go with Etobicoke. <laughs> Congratulations, Jeb! I did name a band after the town I was from. Oh, <laughs> I got one other one. <laughs> Sorry for calling you lame. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Ty's got, Ty's got big shoulders. I know what I did. I know what I've done. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so, so, uh, so you guys gotta. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. My producer is giving me the wrap it up signal here, Jeff. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we gotta. I like gotta, I have like three more things that I would like to say, but. Okay, then we're gonna let you this whole thing run late. Okay, six the reach arounds or the Cleveland City Steamrollers. Wait, this is one of your bands? Yes, one of them is mine. The reach arounds or the Cleveland City Steamrollers. Reach around. You're Canadian. We'll go. We'll go Cleveland just to let him get back in the game if I get it wrong. It was the reach arounds. Point okay. All right. How many bands have you been in? 
way too fucking many. Ten? Oh, dude. Like you, can, 10, 12, you can guess. Like, you can guess. I'll have to. Ch I'll have to check the document. I'm, I'm thinking 14. Probably. Um, <laughs> okay. Number seven. Was I in Sycamore Trick or Deciduous Coniferous? Uh, Sycamore Trick. Damn, dude. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> I think this reflects more on you than me or any of us. What was the last one? Insidious. Deciduous coniferous. Let's go with that. It's a pimp's name, man. Uh, no, I was indeed in Sycamore Trick, one of the oh. dumbest band names right. that I've ever been in. Sycamore is a kind of tree. So point for Jeb. Yeah. I do Are know Sycamore is a tree, yeah. Oh, no, we're tied. We've got a tie on Ooh. our hands. Oh, my okay. God. So break glass in case of emergency tiebreaker. Uh, was I in whiskey and wine or the bonsai predicament? Why is this an option? <laughs> All these bands played shows, dude. Yeah, None yeah, of these. I've gone bonsai predicament because it just feels like if you're this silly this whole time, yeah, it's gotta be that. What the fuck? And well, also, I would like to follow up with like, what age? What the fuck? I started when I was 14, the first one. I didn't even okay. mention. There's many bands in here that didn't make the cut. Uh, we can talk about that another day. Okay, uh, so. I didn't guess Josh, Josh? Well, I guess he doesn't get Nathan for you down there because the bonsai predicament is off of that show. Uh, so you just fucking ruined it. You I know did. I knew I Nathan shit. Oh, home field <laughs> advantage. I told you the tiebreaker was going to be unfair because Josh. Yeah, and that was a cheap one, man. I don't, I don't, show. I feel dirty accepting this victory because uh, I knew. I, I, I have seen Nathan for you, so. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he's That's the band a... where they use the alarm. The smoke, smoke alarm, alarm beep to, in the music, so they, they so they can ship smoke alarms or yeah, no pay. Yeah, it's lost, it's lost on me. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm very Josh, sorry. You know, Josh had no idea what was going on tonight, and I apologize if we're yeah. running over him here. We're gonna let him talk a little bit more in the next seg segment. But Jeb, you 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 seem to want to air a couple grievances before you say bye bye here. I don't know. Like, I just have a couple things. Like, uh, you guys get a lot of shows so far, right out of the gate. Seems like a lot. Oh, our podcast. Like, yeah, right? We got, a, we got a bunch. Yeah, Josh um, cracks the whip pretty hard, man. And you had a bunch of guests tonight, right? Five five guests in total by the time we're done. And like, it just wasn't enough. I, I feel that. Okay. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just want to bring it up. Um, Fuck you I have for a, noticing. I have a, two bands uh, I would like to talk about. I have Up Your Guests, which is my punk band. We have a new album-ish, like somewhat recently ago, called Up Your Guts and Around the Corner. And we have something new coming up, maybe hopefully with a Let's Go, like a little split. And all of our songs... Oh, we're, we're, we're announcing that now. We, talk, we talked about maybe doing we have a, we Yeah, I mean, uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk about it. I think now's a good time. I have songs about wieners and fucking... Like, I came in my pants while watching Romeo and Juliet. I wrote a song about that. Bro, I thought bro, I thought no. <laughs> I thought Ty was like a good, you know, companion on that. Like he would understand and be my guy. So you're gonna it's gonna be three songs about dicks and coming and then three songs about like class warfare or whatever, and we'll just call it a day. Yeah, Hans Christian Anderson song, Princess and the Peen, but like we're talking about wiener and penis and um uh, uh creamy, which is like coming to my pants, and then like yet to be seen for the third one. So we'll see. I hope that you guys are going to bring it. I know you will. You guys are amazing. 
All right, what's next? <laughs> yeah, let it go. Okay. Um, there's some Sasquatch news. I hope that you guys are aware of new Sasquatch stuff. You're keeping up on it. Hit us. No. Okay. There's a, new, there's a new movie. They're a little rapey like dolphins. Apparently we didn't Sasquatches. know. Yeah. I know, but like, they Kinda seem like hot. A, they're like, they're like intelligent, but they're still rapey, but it's, they're Sasquatches. So that's kind of cool. Um, I would just like to end this with, um, I'm glad that Jeff is not here from something nonsense. He brings it, everything down. And I am so glad to be here with you guys. And I took too much time, which is also kind of cool. Like, well, I disagree. Jeff is the nicest one out of all of you. You're terrible people, all except for Jeff. He's just his payback for when we totally bombed his his last interview when we showed up in the middle yeah, of the other interview. With Chuck. <laughs> well, yep. you know, fuck Chuck too, dude. Let's get into it. Like, no. I'm <laughs> Uh, we we do have a Mad Caddy who's playing with Bad Cop, Bad Cop right here in our little Tell Us All thing. This little tiny venue. We never have anything cool happening. Nice. You, plans, you, rem but. you remember at the end of that podcast when I was like, oh, I came and see your band. I saw your band, Chuck, Mad Caddies. And he was like, oh, yeah. And uh, now Josh is playing with them in Red Deer. So that's good. Well, did we say like we were talking about it? And you... Yes, we did. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. I'm, uh, you know what? Uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on, Jeb. Thank you so you know much. What? For having it's me so here. nice to talk to you guys at Denim Radio. I am like, I am fired up. It made my whole night. It, it made my night too. Thank you, uh, for for entertaining us on your show and for came in, coming here. We love you, Josh. You got anything to add before we move on to our next guest? No, just that uh, ties got me converted to a sounds like nonsense van. So nice i'm into it now i'm into I it i am shocked at how many dumb band names you've had so i'm <laughs> fucking fired up on that we'll Good talk about it more one day i take it back all you guys are wonderful people especially sportney yeah and uh have a, have a great time we'll talk to you all soon right. thank Jesus. you Jeb. later you guys have Please. a good time
that I've ever had. Because you're you and you're beautiful. More than enough, just on your own. You don't need anybody, not even me. And that would be okay. That would make you happy. You know, uh, Jeb, I, I sent Jeb an email a week ago saying, reminding him to come onto the podcast. And he said, I'm not an idiot. I don't need three reminders. And he still tried to join at the wrong time earlier tonight, Jeb did, but <laughs> good job. He, he made it here eventually. Okay, so that, that was a great time talking to our friend Jeb. And we have got another guest lined up and ready to talk here on Denim Radio. So you may know him as the drummer from one of the hardest working bands in show business. One of my favorite bands, Vancouver's own, the Fomites. It's Connor Smith. Hey, Connor. Boys, 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 how are we doing? Hey, buddy. <laughs> if you want boys, you come to the right place, bud. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Doing yeah, we're, we're, we're doing good. We've had a few guests. We're doing kind of a wacky episode tonight, and we're having a bunch of people come by and chat with us. And so. Ty's kept me completely in the dark, so it's very overwhelming for me, especially since I'm hungover from... <laughs> Party yes. for four days straight. Yes. And Josh, you're wrong. I'm sorry. I've been steamrolling this because I've overprepared for it because this is the first time that Josh, you know, Josh usually does the research and he drives the show. And uh, this is the first time I kind of did the research and Josh hasn't, uh, uh, he had no idea who's coming on for guests. So uh, get your elbows out there, Josh, and uh, I'll make sure to throw it to you so we can hear what you got to say. But, you know, like I said, Josh just come back from a three day tour with Lost Planet Airmen. And I'm guessing, what do you think those kids do down there? You think they drink milkshakes and eat French fries? Go. (laughs) I'm sure sure he's fucking feeling a little bit uh, worse for wear from his tour. Damn, yeah, no. I've never had a good day on tour, a good feeling day on tour ever. Like, you know, it's always, (laughs) you're always kind of hanging on by the seat of your pants. But that's exciting. Three days, that's a fun banger. Yeah, well... I was there for four of them. My band just didn't play the first one. So well, I was better. there experiencing it all and getting the, the lack of sleep. That old, it yeah, old, old, uh, you know, everybody's favorite uh, Christmas, Christmas miracle proximity clause came down. So you couldn't play. <laughs> yeah. Proximity. Again. So Connor. Yeah, buddy. What's been going on? How was your day today? How are you doing tonight? Uh, my day was going good, man. Uh, it's I live in Vancouver, so I don't have to tell you it rained a fuck ton. But I'm a painter, so that kind of meant that I don't have to work very hard. You know, uh, so that was nice. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, it was all right. Uh, only a couple fires in my back alley. Nothing too crazy. You know, the regular. Only a few literal fires in your back alley today. Yeah. Um, uh yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's a shitty flop house kind of near me, and they always throw all their mattresses out of the top floor, and they pile up, and then people burn them for warmth and fun. What's the deal with that? Like once it's been shit on so many times, you just kind of throw it out the window and burn. I've it never the asked the guy. He's much higher, but like if I'm outside in the uh, early enough, I can hear just like a like a crazy splatting can, noise can you imagine like i always think about the high-rise apartments in vancouver and like i've been to one with my friend and you know it's got like a tiny 
five foot by five foot balcony up on the 32nd floor and I just have to crouch down because I'm so scared of being that high and like intrusive <laughs> thoughts that I have to just jump off the fucking edge but um what's uh imagine like in cities like Vancouver and New York with those tall buildings and the windows like can you imagine the things people drop out of those windows and what happens to the people below like uh it's terrifying. I've always thought about how that they sell a literal um, like fire escape parachute for people who live in high rise buildings and stuff. Like it's like a dummy, like just jump in, it'll go itself kind of base jumping emergency experience. And that always terrifies me. It's if you buy high. that, you know, it's, you know, it's just false peace of mind. Like, oh, really? You're going to strap <laughs> that on and then jump and float down. Like, you know, you're going to pull the cord and just like wing the fire escape and Full of pots and pans like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Money for safety. It's all a fallacy. We're doing okay. We're doing okay, you guys. We're selling high-rise parachutes. Things are going great. <laughs> yes. Um, Connor, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in music in general, please. Okay, um, so I am from Fort McMurray, Alberta, Canada, uh, as we like to call it, heaven on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, what most people call it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's never been a problem. Um, and there's uh, one of the uh, few good things about it is that there's a pretty good punk community up there. So pretty early on, I fell into the whole punk skate thing. And that is where I met my bandmate and best friend, uh, Jesse Death, the lead singer and bass player of the Fomites. Um, and we kind of played in a bunch of different bands uh, growing up. And then we moved to Calgary to go to engineering school and try and figure out how to do that. And we built like weird, shitty fucking DIY studios out of rental houses in Calgary for a couple of years with the band that we're not going to talk about. Um, and then we moved to Vancouver. Just to clarify, it was it was audio engineering school, not like like. Oh uh, no, yeah, no, I'm not smart like that. No, because <laughs> you said you built studios. I was like, were these guys engineering some studios and stuff? Like, no, no, no. You can show up late and high at this kind of engineering. <laughs> it's <Perfect>. fine. <laughs> that kind of job. Okay, I'm sorry, Connor. Go on, go on. Oh no, it's fine, man. Uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, we moved to Vancouver. All that kind of fun bullshit. And um, yeah, uh, me and JD just still kind of kept plugging along. We snaked, snaked the Dominator up from one of the bands that we had recorded uh, doing some of that basement shit. And now here we are today. Like so guys have been fucking shit up in a big way for a while, huh? Yeah, 37 shows last year. We counted. Uh, wow. It's like one every 10 days, I think. I'm not tired at all. It's, I'm super it's, well rested. It's Feels too good. many shows. And ask me about how much more money I have because of it. So much more, for sure. Not a lie at all. I'm the richest I, man. I bet <laughs> you it's at least 10 more monies than you had. 10 before. more monies. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you said you moved to Calgary and played music for a while. I wonder if you ever crossed paths with the old Chimp Changio, Chimp Change, Josh's old band. What years might have you both played shows in Calgary? Jeez, okay. Um, uh, fuck. I graduated like 2007 to 2010 or so, maybe about that. Maybe a little later than that. I'm really bad with. Have you been um, playing shows around those years in Calgary? Yeah, yeah. I drink too much and have a bad memory on top of it, so I don't really remember. I have 
you've met me like you know fucking m m and jd are the people who know what's going on in my life <laughs> i feel the same way about the people around me what, what do you think josh uh we didn't play that much there really only played a few shows um i remember we played with an all-girl band called the cock though <laughs> that's Ooh, the that one thing us. i remember that was us <laughs> vaged, but you were in that band wonderfully no <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember the cock like it was, it was, it was they were good for about 15 minutes or so and then shitty for another hour and then like halfway decent for another 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's because they had a, they had a, either two uh never mind <laughs> leave it alone leave it alone i was trying guy. to inge- i was trying to engineer a joke to put on that but you know what you can't gild the lily you can't put a hat on the hat it's uh okay so i've had now i'm on my i'm on my probably fifth beer i've kind of lost track connor i've got a breathalyzer here i'm gonna breathalyze myself do you i've had about five beers do you want to take a guess as to what i might blow on this thing really quick before you do can you remind me what the legal limit is just so i don't say like 17 or something what do we know 0. 0.08 is the DUI 0. 0.08 is legal limit? limit yeah all right i'm gonna say you're gonna be pointed blowing a Point one one. Oh, is that the same? No, okay. Well, it's, that's drunk. We'll see. We'll see. I've had some one tequila one shots. Point ten? One point oh. One point oh. The original. Pre-patch. Beta? Your alpha? Whatever that is. I drank one. well I drank uh nine beers on this podcast once, Justin. Believe me, I did drink nine beers in three hours on this podcast once. Oh man. I believe it. I've seen you go. You got it in you. Hell yeah. Uh, 0.34 blood alcohol 0.034 oh okay so that's not even close like a lot. to 0.08 you wouldn't even and lose your license for you you're not drunk yet what are you doing <laughs> i've had five beers and a tequila and apparently i could still drive i don't know either the system's broken or or this little thing doesn't work you're the strongest among us <laughs> did you get that from like a Hub washroom fucking vending machine thing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I would trust Sonda, that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, they're the ones they sell at the bar. So you're like, oh, just keep drinking. He's fine. You can <laughs> well, you know, uh, Connor, the full mates put out a killer record called Secret of the Booze in 2022. And you've mm. played a fuck ton of shows since then, as you mentioned bunch of them we played together you and i yeah, we've probably played like seven or ten shows together our bands went on tour a couple times that was a lot of fun uh maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh you've you've posted the fomites camp has posted on their social media that you have in fact been recording a new record so what can we expect from that connor uh well, uh, did he say the title? Was it was the title mentioned? Can I? I'll, I'll spoil the title of the new record. No, I haven't heard. Yeah, you can give a scoop troop. We've been getting scoops all night. So okay, all right. They're gonna be maybe be mad, but I'm gonna spoil it. It's called the Fomite Smoke a Joint about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the Fomites do in fact smoke a joint about it. Yeah, that was um. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's a thing that we've done forever. Smoke a joint about it. We've said it like that. But um, what to expect from the new record? Uh, Even stupider, faster songs. Um, Even more stupider topics for those songs. Um, Even more enjoyable 
songs to be stupid too i think really nothing we're not reinventing the wheel we're playing fast songs about reboot and all that kind of fun shit did we freeze no no, no we still see you reboot okay good that was just me then i hiccuped um <laughs> uh, no yeah that's it's it's gonna be fun um we are mostly oh fuck i don't know maybe like two-thirds of the way done recording it um shaves doing a great job so far uh we have about half the guitar done, uh, all drums and all bass. So it's nice. going to be just, good. You just pop in there on a weekend when you guys have time and do some more tracking whenever you can. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, everybody in Vancouver feels to be busy all the time. So you kind of got to make it happen when you can make it happen. But uh, Dom went in there most recently, and uh, we don't call him the Dominator for no reason. The motherfucker laid down all the tracks i think it's 13 on this one it might be 13 lucky 13 i might be wrong uh, uh in like one day and he's just got to go double it and solo time and then we get to go sing about it so that'll be fun you know guy had his wheaties that morning eh? <laughs> dom and his fucking wheaties 13 Dude, tracks that guy's rushing. it's like he plays guitar for a living almost <laughs> That's amazing, man. Yeah, that's cool. Everyone's busy in Vancouver. Like you live on you live on Hastings Street and you've told me some crazy stories about your neighborhood. Like, I don't know if I could do it, man. Like I live I live so far out of town that crackheads naturally can't make their way towards my house because it's too much of an incline. You know, but I've lived I've lived in the hood before and I've had to deal with all the hood shit that goes with it. And I just, I don't know if I could do it anymore. I'm spoiled. I've been living in small little towns for a long time. Like, let's uh, t- t- talk about your place on Hastings a bit more. How's it been? You mentioned there was only a couple fires in the alley, but. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, the, so, yeah, we kind of live in kind of what is probably like, if you Googled like Vancouver's falling apart, you will see a bunch of people walking down probably right in front of my house. But um, as super fun and dicey and sketchy as it is, it is also very sweet and wholesome. Um, uh, That is something I like to always try and tell people about. The amount of times I've had a guy who has absolutely nothing offer me half of a sandwich he's eating or something because he thinks I might be in a a similar situation is, is too many to count. So there's always, always, always sweet stuff going on. There's way more people looking out for each other just trying to make it happen than you would imagine. But at the same time, I also saw like a guy stab a dude and then beat the other guy to death with a hammer. <laughs> you know, uh, I yeah. went to a dude. A funnier story than that super sad story is we saw a guy um, uh, scooting like down the street, like on his butt, like with using his hands. And he, uh, I, I saw him when I left work, and then I saw him later that day when I was at home, and he'd just been scooting down Hastings, and he had like a rope tied around his balls that led to like a, a flag, like he had an American flag and a Canadian flag or whatever. And he was just scooting along and people kept trying to like talk to him and stuff. And he was just not having any of it. And he was just like ass caterpillaring along. Uh, wow. uh, that's probably, I have a picture of it. So that's the kind of thing that you only see, you know, uh, in downtown Vancouver or, you know, Hastings, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of people in like Elmo onesies uh, uh, smoking meth. You know, like, <laughs> wow, yeah, oh, man, I, I really want to have you back for a full episode, Connor, because we got so much, uh, so much stuff to talk about. And you've told me so many crazy stories that that uh, would be fun to talk about. But uh, just one thing that popped into my head 
when I was uh, knew I was going to talk to you tonight. And Josh, this goes for you too. Like, what horror movie villain do you think that you could just fucking just stroke him out, just fuck him up? Like the movie would be over because in the first act of the movie, you've just destroyed this horror movie villain. Can you can you think of any that like really don't seem to put up as much fight or maybe have too much hype on them? Well, I mean, I have an immediate answer, and it's the one I've thought for my entire life, and it's the reason why the franchise has done absolutely nothing for me except for like some campy humor stuff. And it's Chucky. I'm a yes. man. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> you, can, you can at best stab me in the shins. That I'm probably not going to bleed out from a shin knifing, and I'll just fucking like ah, stomp you to death, you doll. I'm a and man. You're, I'm and you're not a fucking idiot. Like I remember in the first Chucky <laughs> or whatever, when like the the doll's missing and the guy stands right beside the bed, so Chucky can like <laughs> slice his Achilles from under the bed. It's like, why'd you stand there? Stand in the middle of the room, you'll be fine. Like you say, it's a doll. <laughs> just get low <laughs> yeah. you know sweep it out <laughs> yeah no chucky's my answer um i don't care what kind of weird brooklyn stereotype serial killer is invading that doll's body i'm fucking murdering <laughs> yes well that guy was also so much of a dunce that he couldn't avoid getting trapped in a doll by some voodoo man uh, amulet it's like that's why i don't mess with the dark arts dude yeah you know that way it leads doll possession every time <laughs> josh any thoughts on that that's who came to my mind, but I guess in that same vein, like I feel like he just kicked the leprechaun in the head. Yeah, go flying like, across. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Even though he can survive in space, apparently, and the hood. But also, just like, don't be a greedy fuck. Like he <laughs> is not quiet about the fact that he wants his gold back, and you can just be like, oh shit, okay, man, there you go. <laughs> oh, like, this is what you want. I be. You know, like I could, I could see Josh while like. Well, Leprechaun's doing like as as you mentioned, one of the classic Leprechaun films, Back to the Hood, um, or Lep in the Hood. When he's doing the rap, like the hood rap, he's like Lep in the Hood, up to no good. Lep in the Hood, up to no. Ah, and Josh just comes in with like a drop kick from side frame. Picks him, picks him King up. bicycle kick. Yeah, bicycle kick. Picks him up and just breaks his neck in front of Jennifer Aniston, and that's just the end of the movie. Sneaks up with one of those zombie fly girls and just snaps his neck. Oh yes, yes, the fly girls are so good. Uh, I love Leprechaun. You know, my producer is giving me the uh, the wrap it up signal. Shit, uh, so much stuff I want to talk about, but come back, Connor, please. We'll have you back yeah, soon. I love it. Have we'll you do back. a full episode. All right, enjoy the rest of your night, boys. Oh, uh, would you like to? Uh, would you like to? Anything you want to plug or a, a song that you would like to play on the show, please? Uh, please uh, check us out, uh, the Fomites. I think we have thefomites.com, but if not, please just go to Spotify or just email me money. I like that too. You can find me. I'm on no social media. Song to play: uh, "Living Sleazy" by the Bennies. "Living Sleazy" by the Bennies. It's become my new personal anthem. It's how I live my life now. <laughs> perfect we'll play it i'm sure it's a, an amazing song thanks so much connor for your time love you boys have a great night see you buddy bye, bye. oh my god i can't believe Chris kicked in and it feels fucking great skeleton scotch and drinks at the bar one more good to leave one more good to work oh my god i can't believe i don't know what to do so i dance like a fool jump to the ceiling pass it to my left like i'm in my heart beat through my chest can i get the real Pretend, but we're all animals in the 
Scotty Bass, formerly of Scotty Law. Turns out, being a lawyer, it's a little more work than I thought I was getting myself into. So, you know what the greats do? They pivot. Today, I'm bringing you two new businesses. You got roadkill on the side of the road? Well, we'll come on by and we'll pick it up. Scotty's Roadkill Removal Services. You hit a deer on the side of the road? We'll come on get it. Run over a beaver in your in-laws driveway? We got you. Ain't no animal too big or too small for a tame here. Dial 1-900-RKR to get her all cleaned up today. Yeah! Next up, we got... Scottish Country Game Meats. Only using the most natural and fresh, locally sourced meat, we can feed you and your family the best product. Offering a bouquet of options, we can provide anything to fulfill a variety of budgets. Dial 1-900-SCOTTY-CGM for delivery today. If you aren't satisfied, it's on the house. Scotty's Catch Game Means is 100% unaffiliated to Scotty Bro Kill Removal. We swear. And we're back. Okay, that's, so that's Scotty Boy. He's a, he's, a, he's a man of many talents. He wears a lot of hats. Not only is he a, did he pass his bar exam, but he's also a... An accredited butcher and uh, um, dead body scooper upper. He's got, he's got a lot of a laundry list of skills. I'd hire him. Almost, almost too many hats. Almost too many hats. But you know what? His check cashed. The money is in the bank. And we're laughing here at Denim Radio. So I think we'll go ahead and bring our next guest on. If you could please bring him into the lobby, please, Josh. I would be honored to do so. All right, so uh, we've got our next guest here. You know him from the Vanberries, his kind acoustic volume one split with Colin Pearson, and even Burning Nickels. <laughs> and I guess sometimes the core uh, and sometimes Belvedere. It is Dan Garrison. Welcome, Dan. Hey, buddy. What's happening? We're hanging out. Uh, we're hanging out. We're doing a show. We're... Uh, we're getting we're getting wild over here. It's been a crazy night so far, and it has all brought us to you, Dan Garrison. Uh-oh. How how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's happening? Uh, yeah, we've been doing this uh, this show. We've had a lot of guests tonight. Some of them, uh, I guess, I'm just repeating the thing I just said, but uh, <laughs> not too much. What's happening with you? What's going on in Vancouver tonight? Nothing, nothing. I'm doing dry January, so I don't want to kill myself or anything. And uh, yeah, just bored. <laughs> Perfect. That's the side effect of sobriety, right? Yeah. 
Is having yeah, a good no, time? No, that's great to do dry January. It's good. You got to dry out and put, you got to test the brakes every once in a while, right? Yeah, I was, uh, to be honest, I was a little concerned. I think the last time I went a month without drinking was when I was like 14. So, we're almost through, man. <laughs> we're at the end of January right now. So, almost did it. Almost did it. Well, this is the perfect time for me to ask, Dan. Uh, I've been playing this fun little game over the course of the night with our podcast guests. I've had about five beers and two shots of tequila. I got a breathalyzer right here. Uh, what do you think I'm going to blow? With uh, 0. 0.08 being the legal limit for driving in Canada. I'll say 1.4. 1.4? Yeah. Holy fuck. You might be dead if you're just blowing that. How did you... How did... How... What was the time limit in between those shots and those drinks? Two hours. Two hours? Oh, never mind then. Since about <laughs> 6 p.m. Since about 6 p.m. I'm 0. 0.05. Oh, you, <laughs> you get suspended for a night for sure. Yeah, that's, that's like a roadside suspension. They don't tow the vehicle anyway. And nobody wants to talk about that. I've, <laughs> I've never, I just got given this thing as a gag. Anyway, so Dan, thank you for coming on tonight. Thank you for your time and uh, waiting to come on to our show as our last guest um i would love to hear about the tour that you did with blacked out and the core through europe could you uh tell me a little bit about that yeah so that was the it was the third time third time booked over there for the core but the first time that we got to go um and you know the best thing that you can do or hope for is <laughs> breaking even, and we almost broke even, so it was pretty incredible for for two relatively unknown bands, and uh, I love touring with those guys because they're the best. And yeah, it was just it was super easy. Um, our good friends Tom and Emily showed up to the first show in the Netherlands, and they came to the first three shows for fun. I saw that <laughs> you're friends from Vancouver, right? Mm -hmm. I saw that. Yeah. That's how 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 much did you flip your lid when you seen your friends there? We, it was this tiny club, and uh, I was just like, "Man, that that really looks like Tom's like uh, uh, vest." And I'm like, "Man, that really looks like uh, Emily." And I we were doing sound check, and then I just hopped off the stage, and it was them, and totally blown away. It was amazing. We uh, there was there was some pretty cool stuff in. Uh, there's this kid in Luxembourg and he looked, he had like all the, all the lyrics down for all the songs. And I'm like, that's, I'm going to talk to that kid after the show. And then sure enough, I did. I was just like, Hey man, looks like, you know what you're uh, singing about. That's awesome. And he's like, yeah, man. And he lifts up his shirt and he has a core tattoo. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And didn't, didn't somebody give you a crazy jacket too that they made? Was that on that tour? Yeah. This guy named this guy named Mark, uh, the first show as well. He showed up uh, to the show. He was like, "Yeah, we we love your band." And I asked him, "Like, well, what do you do?" He's like, oh, "I I make things." I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And then, like a week later, uh, him and uh, his partner Petra come to the show, and they made me this crazy fucking jacket, which is amazing. Uh, and he made back patches for all the guys. I think he made. He made somebody in, he made Wade a hat from Blacked Out. Like, it was awesome. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if people throw, you know, not to put words in your mouth, but people throw the term humbling around a lot when maybe they don't mean necessarily humbling, but 
that seems like a humbling thing when you can show up, uh, you know, however many kilometers across the world and somebody you have never even met cares enough about your music that they've made you a nice little present. Like, got a few Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. He made me, uh, he made me another, uh, like, a like a bogglehead or whatever, but he painted it and it was a core and he put it on a CD and he sent it home with me when I was over there with Belvedere and Mad Caddies. And he came in, he's like, hey, I just wanted to say hi and give you this. And it's this bobblehead just dressed up with a core. He's got a, like a ring on and everything. It was awesome. You're <laughs> like, dude, you got to ship this home. You, you got to ship it to me. Like. I did. I did. I did. It didn't even break. It's on uh, It's on my coffee table right now. <laughs> nice. That's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? One of my questions was, what did you bring home with you? But I think you already answered that. Uh, do you play any like wacky venues or towns on, on that tour? Or even if you want to expand it to, I know you've toured Europe as well with Belvedere since the core tour, right? Mm -hmm. um, just between the two tours, did you play any wacky venues or towns? Anything uh, outstanding to you that was kind of something new for you? Or? There was this place in uh, in Bonn in Germany, and it was this tiny, tiny place. And uh, there was this guy, Robin, showed up, and same thing. He like he knew all the all the lyrics to all the songs. It was crazy, and there was like maybe maybe twenty people in this tiny spot. But it was it was one of my favorite shows because there was twenty people there, and it's like a Tuesday night, and all, they were all there just for music. And it was just blacked out in the core. And yeah, and we we tied it on. It was awesome. Sorry, what Both, kind of spot was it? Did you say was it a coffee a coffee shop or like what kind of spot was it? I think I think it's I think it's a bar, but it's I just this just this really, really tiny. I mean, there was there was a stage or there was a place for music. If it wasn't it it could have been a coffee shop, but it it looked like bands had played there before. But just super tiny, and those are the best shows because everybody that's there is just there for music, and you end up partying with everybody all night. So yeah, sometimes the best show isn't the one with a hundred people that, like, you know, maybe seventy of them just wandered in off the street, or, or sometimes if it's you know even a small crowd, but you can tell the people there passionate about music and having a good time, or if they've come to see your band specifically, you know, like. That was like last night we played we played Banff and there was maybe like 30 some people, which is pretty decent for a Sunday show. But you'll like this, Dan. There was a lot of shirtless dudes. Like I lost count. <laughs> a lot of a lot of a lot of tarps get out, were removed. Get out of my diary. Get out of my diary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sometimes what those was, smaller what, shows. What was the occasion? They just drowned in your eyes or what? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. I think I I was encouraging it. I was a little bit into the cups by that point. We went on last that night. And my one buddy, Jerry, he plays in Regal Fowl out of a Banff band. And somehow we convinced him to take a shirt off. And he had like a little bow tie on. And he's washing around. It was, you would have liked Regal Fowl. They're great. <laughs> great guys. Great band. It was great. Yeah, they sound like they're really good live too. I Whenever they play live shows, I look at their videos and it's like, damn, yeah, they sound pretty good, man. Mm -hmm. What? Where did you play in Banff? Uh, we did like the Rose and Crown. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I love that place. Me too, man. It's the second time we played it, so it's starting to feel like home. <laughs> you go. <laughs> you're, you're, 
your 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 picture will be on the wall in no time. <laughs> What's funny when when you guys yeah, no, but it, it's gonna be on the wall because it's like don't serve this guy because well, he's been passing. When you played checks, when you played there, Dan, did you guys stay at the band house that they offer? Where did we stay? No, I don't think so. Because there's like a house. There's a dude that like runs it. He's like the house musician. This guy named Brent, I think, or Brett Brent Lee. And uh, yeah, it's just like this house a couple blocks away. So we all had like our own rooms and didn't have to get a hotel because hotels are fucking ridiculous in that town. But I was just wondering if you stayed there as well, because it sounds like there's bands staying there like almost every night of the week. Like I can't remember. I can't remember where where we stayed, but that's typical of me. You got to wake up. And, whatever. <laughs> I mean, when you're doing those big tours like you you did, I'm sure, with the core and blacked out there like what 10 nights in a row kind of thing or yeah. broken broken up maybe with one night off yeah we had a we had a day off in clone i think because because oh. a show got canceled that was about it all kind of blends together i imagine when you're playing oh yeah that. yeah a little bit Not different that. when you were touring with mckenzie's back in the i don't say back in the day but numerous years ago mm-hmm. a little different accommodations for it's the because i mean canada's always if you can find a spot if you can find a friend or you know somebody to stay with then it's it's going to save the entire band even if it's a couple of guys or something like that it doesn't have to be everybody but yeah anything anything to save the cash on the road for sure you can stay at my house anytime buddy you know know i I know you have a way better spot in red deer though we won't dox her though pardon Said, I know you have a way better spot in Red Deer you can stay, but we won't dox her. <laughs> well, I'll be staying there. I'll be seeing <laughs> you uh, pretty soon, hey? Looks like, um, yeah, February. 20, 22nd? Yeah, looking forward to that one. It's going to be great. I'm, uh, I, get to, I get to meet uh, an uncle for, and a cousin for the first time. Oh, they're coming out. Yeah, they uh, they live in Red Deer. And like... So my dad's dad, um, like knocked up my grandma and then like fucked off. Oh shit! <laughs> like a million years ago, and so about three years ago, um, my dad knew that he had another family or whatever, but like never, never grew up with him or knew him really. Much. Uh, and so yeah, he met his brother Tom, and Tom and his son live in Red Deer, so they're coming to the show. Oh wow! It's your uncle you've yeah. never met. That's right. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and one of the first people he gets to meet of your friends is Josh. You can be like, you know, oh, this is a guy. I I know this guy. You know, we did a podcast, and they're gonna be like, what? What's a podcast? And you'll just be like, oh, don't worry about I'm, it. I'm, I'm gonna stay out of that reunion. That's that's a, that's a tender moment that I don't need to be a part of. But I'll be rooting for on the side for sure. I mean, not that I'm going to remember any of it. <laughs> Try January will be in the rear view mirror by then. Oh, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> never again. Hashtag never again. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel better? I never feel better when I quit drinking. I just feel um, No, I mean, I, I feel I feel I feel the same. I'm doing the same amount of work anyway. Now so, you can just drive everywhere and <laughs> you couldn't before. <laughs> exactly. I can drive there's home like, from the There's um yeah, I don't know. It's been fine. I'm not 
I don't hate are you, my are life. You going, my... Are you going out as much? Or are you... Oh, no, I'm not going. I'm not going out at all. Like I was there for. Uh, so Peterson had a birthday and I was at Hyde for about two hours. And the first two hours were just fine. And then like every minute after that, I'm just like, man, everybody sucks. But me, this is awful. <laughs> that's that's called golden time. And we're just about to enter it on this. Podcast. Oh, oh, I just can hate it. Just talking to everybody and just being like not feeling better. <laughs> oh. Probably how our drummer feels in our band because he's straight edge. I mean, then we get drunk and he's probably like, fuck these fucking idiots. Go. And it's probably at around two hour mark. He starts getting grouchy. It all makes sense. <laughs> it, dude, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm never, I'm not going to change my behavior because of it because I can't wait till the first. But uh, <laughs> do you guys normally have this many guests on a show? No. Oh, I've, been okay. in the, I've been in the dark the whole time. I've just, <laughs> well, I, I accidentally found out you were going to be on it we might okay. be breaking kayfabe by acknowledging it but this is indeed the twilight zone this was my night to take over the podcast and uh, you listen to the episode when it comes out because it's got some little easter eggs in it and stuff it's a little bit wacky love that i, I love cut, it cut that cut that cut that <laughs> <laughs> every time you tell me to cut something i make sure to turn the volume up actually and repeat it multiple times so people know yeah it. sorry ty it's just a digital copy of my face you're gonna have to get used to it okay <laughs> <laughs> i can get used to that cut that out cut that out uh, so. so what's what's happening with uh with let's go oh shit uh, hoisted by my own petard he's turning the goddamn tables on me what's happening with let's go right. we, we we put out uh we put out a record with high-end denim records last year and uh i did you let me listen to it it's fucking rad yeah thank you man thank you very much uh yeah we worked hard on it and i'm proud of it and it's you know what it's like being in a band it's like oh but what have you done lately now it's like on to the next thing right so we got some more stuff going on we've written three more songs uh our drummer our last two drummers have been straight edge as well um you know dusty who's drumming for us now and will who drummed before neither of yep. them drink so uh, you know, we try to be in supportive of them, but also it's sweet because, you know, they can drive us home from the gig at the end of the night. And as long as we <laughs> pull our weight and load the gear and everything, it's it's worked out. Amazing. Yeah. If you load if you load the gear, those are that then you're then you're free. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that's what's been going on with us. And uh, I'm kind of hibernating. I'm in my off season from work. But. Uh, oh. Enough about me. Let me. Uh, man, <laughs> I got. I got my my man, Dreamboat Danny. I got more <laughs> questions for you. Okay. And, sorry, uh, and I got a, a quick game to play with you, even if we Sweet. were a couple minutes over here. But um, my question is: You've been touring with Belvedere, playing bass in Belvedere lately. And uh, what's what's kind of been the differences between touring with your band, the core? And uh, touring with Belvedere. Um, well, I don't play bass, so that's been uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's been the biggest difference. Uh, no, it's it's awesome. I mean, I love the tunes and I love the guys. I mean, they're all my they're all my friends, and I'm just subbing in for Ryan, um, who's rad. Uh, but hell yeah there's no there's no i don't have to do anything i just have to show up and play and it's 
it's pretty it's pretty nice i don't have to make any decisions i just have to be there and load gear and play the show and then you're making it sound so easy oh my god it's a dream it's like well i don't have i don't have to do any emailing or calling people and making sure everything in the venues there and yeah like i mean both of you know exactly what it's like yeah there's like 90 percent of stuff that isn't playing music that you have to do and it's nobody picks up a guitar and being like man i can't wait to like email people for like three hours a day yeah i can't <laughs> wait to get up at 5 a.m and be panicking about booking a tour before i like start doing anything exactly i can't exactly. wait to be ghosted by sketchy promoters and <laughs> fucking <laughs> branded manitoba that's what i signed up for. <laughs> where i was born <laughs> i knew it you got brandon all over you buddy <laughs> i know oh, i've heard that before that's so brandon <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, we had Casey Lewis on last episode before this, and I pitched to him Showtime Steve as a nickname for the mighty Steve Rawls from Belvedere. Do you think nice. that might stick if you both if you both threw it at him at the same no time? You think Showtime Steve might stick. No problem. Showtime Steve. Yep. You I got have it. a feeling Casey is not bringing up that <laughs> that often to him, but stranger things have happened. That's why I'm 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 loud enough for the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Steve zinged you so good one night, and you know, with all due respect, like, and you guys are friends, and you're both very talented musicians. But he made a joke at you, um, uh, in Kelowna. I can't remember what he said, but he like hummed one of the melodies from your song, and he was like, "Oh, the the core had just opened," and Steve was like, "Oh, the core, they they do the song that goes like this." it's great or something and i just i remember you laughed so hard on stage and it was just the sickest burn because you could tell that it came from a place of love right oh yeah no he'll it's uh he's one of those guys he's really really funny but if you have to be paying attention because you're gonna miss it because he stays deadpan the whole time <laughs> oh, there's just some stuff that he'll say on stage like even when we're just like jamming out or something like that he'll come by and he'll just he'll say something and like some of it I'm just barely holding on because it's good. It's good. Casey, Casey's like that too. You gotta, you just gotta, you gotta be listening. Gotta be listening. Super dry, you worked, Casey. You worked with Casey a lot, eh, Josh? You have, yeah. He's uh, still don't know if he likes me, but you know what? <laughs> we, he said okay to coming on the show, and he was he was pleasant. <laughs> He seemed to have it out for me, honestly. You, you, you got spared his wrath. <laughs> he doesn't have wrath. He's just, he's peculiar. Well, he's, he says he's like near neurodivergent or whatever. Like that's what he said. I'm not putting, putting that label out there. It was from the horse's mouth. Casey, Casey's hilarious. God damn it. Fuck, he's, he's still funny. Smart funny. dude, man. He's a smart I don't dude. think he had it out for me. He's just, Casey is stoic. Okay. <laughs> and I'm just trying to get to know him. So that's all that is. <laughs> I love the guy. Love him. So, so Dan, uh, we had a guest earlier. Usually we have a segment on this show called the pressure cooker, but the, the guest dropped out because of connection problems. You, on the other hand, your connection is mighty. Your connection is strong. We're super connected right now. Um, (laughs) we're going to play the pressure cooker. So if Josh is feeling like a nice guy when he edits this episode, because Josh edits all of our episodes, um, he'll put some music in behind this, some 8-bit Nintendo music or something, Sweet. and he'll play the theme song. And are you ready to play the pressure cooker? 
Let's do this. Let's get it. Let's get it done. All right, just ask uh, answer as quick quick as you can. Okay, as quick as you can. Here we go. Quick as you can. Here we go. Question number one: What is the best vegan snack? Oh, um, the probably the butter chicken from meat on Maine. Hip hop or electronic music? Neither. (laughs) What is the scariest bird? Oh, um, magpie. Who is your favorite pro wrestler of all time? Brett the Hitman Hart. Skank or Mosh? Mosh. What is your one special talent that people may not know about? I can lick my elbow. I'm pretty sure nobody can do that, but <laughs> we might have to see it after this. Okay, Powerpuff Girls or Dexter's Laboratory? Dexter's Laboratory. Well, uh, which do you like better, movies or podcasts? Movies. And that is the end of the pressure cooker. Oh, I, thought, I thought you meant I got it wrong because we're on a podcast. <laughs> yes, you did get it wrong because we're on a like, podcast. We're, we're very offended. Fuck yeah. movies, man. It's not called High and Denim Movie. It's called High and Denim Podcast, man. Yeah, what an it's idiot. It's not called High and Denim Podcast. You <laughs> zinga guy at least get the name of the show right, you fucking You know what? Cancel, cancel, fans check. Cancel the check. <laughs> <laughs> hey okay. guys, the, me- the meter's running, so this is all good for me. <laughs> okay, let's see you lick your elbow. Let's see you lick your elbow, Dan. Let's. Okay, let's well, uh, so the story. I I just moved to Vancouver, and I was looking, and you know the the guide channel. Uh, there's all these little fun facts on the side, and one of them said no human being can lick their elbow, so I gave it a shot. Check this shit out. Oh, oh shit, he, he did it so easily. How do you? Oh, he bends his whole arm. You, you double are jointed. you're double jointed in your shoulder, aren't you? I, or maybe I'm just I not human. It. I can't reach it. <laughs> I mean, the hey, folks at home that, that are on audio are missing some gold right now. I was close, but no <laughs> yeah. cigar. Yeah. By the way, if you if you only have audio, um, please uh, please write the makers of this podcast and tell tell Josh to put his shirt back on. <laughs> And my pants. You can't see me because I'm only up from the waist up. Now my, now my his, pants are chafing me. His, his, <laughs> nip, his nipple looks like Florida, like the outline of it. Which Florida. one? I have, I have four of them. <laughs> That's a penis. <laughs> oh, shit. Shout out to my friend Garrett Lacey, who actually has an accessory nipple. Three nipples. Triple nipple. It's fun. He's it's proud fun. Of it. Fine. Um, you guys chop it up a little bit. You guys want to talk hockey or uh, music or something? That's all I got. That's all I got. I, um, oh, I, I mean, I could come up with something. But you got any questions for Dan, Josh? Sure, Dan. Are you? Uh, you probably can't talk about it yet. But are you? Uh, are you hoping with the core to make it out to uh, east of Vancouver in the next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. When is the when is this going to uh, uh, early be, Feb- uh, early February? So, like, oh okay. Uh, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> we got uh, we got a a, a crew. Um, I already got 
Everybody in line got a full crew. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait for that. Well, there there goes my next question about when and where the core basis guitarist auditions. Well, what are. you what you got to do is go on uh, Instagram and follow the core. I can't remember the numbers right now because I've been drinking for four straight days. Two eight one four. Right. Yeah, that's perfect. The core yes. two eight one four. Nice. Make sure you're following so you can see all their tour dates and hopefully new music soon. I've heard rumblings, but I haven't. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I haven't so seen any have, announcements. Uh, we, uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have a release date, but we have a full length, ready to go, thirteen new songs. Um, we'll see you. Let's see the first. I guess uh, if this comes out in February. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we're uh, we're direct support for Authority Zero in June. Um, Winnipeg to Heck. Vancouver, Sweet. and uh, yeah, I think that's around here. That's that's what the tour is. We're also going out with uh, Darko from the UK around Ontario and Quebec around Pusa. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we got a bunch of stuff going on. Really sick, really fast, cool melodic band, Darko. If, if you yeah, so have good. not heard of them, they're so good. Yeah. They they were nice enough to help out with the trashed ambulance record over and with the lockjaw records. I haven't met the guys, but they took oh, a, couple, a handful, probably nice. two. <laughs> They're probably still sitting on them, but you know what? That was nice of them to to hype us up a bit. <laughs> Are you guys planning on going over there? I'd love to, but we'll see. We we don't get a lot of invites. <laughs> Working oh, <on> yeah. <laughs> <Either> way. <laughs> we just, we just gotta, go with yeah, you just gotta force it like we do with all of our other <laughs> overseas adventures. We just don't just take no for an answer. The, knock on the door. <laughs> See, those are those are fun emails to send. Like <laughs> not like the ones you talked about earlier. <laughs> well, hey. Um yeah, no, this has been great talking. I think that's it. Unless anybody else has anything they wanna they wanna talk about. I I had a couple little minutiae questions, but you guys you guys covered it all. Um, Sweet. This is a really weekend to a really good podcast. I'm sorry, you guys. This is my <laughs> first time driving the podcast. I'm kind of fizzling well, here, but uh, fuck, this was fun. Well, yeah. If it's, uh, I mean, if it's going to be edited and uh, and it's not going to be edited, usually not. No, Josh, Josh is going to have to work overtime on this one. Usually, he does no editing. But tonight was a bit different. What was... the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm saying <laughs> he doesn't he... think I do anything. <laughs> no, he does a lot of editing. He spends a lot of time editing. But for the majority of it, he doesn't cut a lot of things out of the conversations. That's we true. just kind of let it roll. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, because I'm we're announcing it tomorrow morning, so you can cut me talking about that. But uh, yeah, so it's till till so... like we said, early February or next Friday. Yeah. So, uh, so the the people involved in the in the core is is Morgan from Blacked Out and ATD. He's taken oh. over Peterson's role, and then uh, and uh, Dave from ATD has taken over Ronnie's role. Yeah, I'm super excited because I, I love working with those guys. Anyway, like I played in when I was in ATD, I played with Dave, obviously, and uh, and going over to Europe with Blacked Out. And I've played a bunch of shows with Morgan anyway. Everybody's on the everybody's on the same page. It's just like, all right, this is this is first. He's a beauty. I've always yeah. enjoyed getting to play with Blacked Out and 
when he was briefly yeah. in Ellesmere there, that was a fucking amazing lineup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would have liked to see them do more with that lineup, but yeah. Oh, well, fucking way she goes. Do you need him to pick a song, Ty? Before he yeah, goes? you should pick a song that you would like to play on the podcast. It can be, you know, one of your songs or any song you want. I would like um, the ballad of Stephen Sanderson from Die Job. Song's been running through my head lately, so. What's up? It's Danny Garrison from The Core. You're listening to Denim Radio. Yes! Hey, Ty, buddy. Wake up, buddy. Show's over. Uh, wh- what? Where am I? 
You friggin' chucklehead. He must have gotten too drunk and passed out before the headliner went on again. What? It's all so foggy, but I had the most wonderful dream. You were there, and Christy was there, Connor was there, Jeb and JP were there, and Scotty Bass was a friggin' lawyer, man, I swear. Why does my head hurt so bad? And why am I holding this rose? Hmm. It's a great question. I guess we'll never know. Never know, no, 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 You think house painting's hard, but it really ain't. Check out pretty and paint. Today. Why won't it end? It's just because you physiologically. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you.